unstable. Oh yes, your label. Oh yes, you know me. I have only a past. I'm lonely, but damn, I'm going to win. Yeah. Whoa. All right. We are live. That was crazy. I had like double sound coming through for, there for a second, but it looks like we got it fixed. What is up, everybody? Welcome out to episode nine of A Look Behind the Curtain with Chris. We are on season two, and I'm very excited to be back in the saddle. As you guys may have noticed last week, there was no episode. Um, I was actually traveling. I was in Texas for a six-day personal development and leadership seminar that I am head of production and facilitator for. And uh, actually, I just want to ask you guys and put your answer in the comments. Uh, would you guys like for me to have pre-recorded episodes or pre-recorded clips that I drop on weeks or events where I'm not around, where I'm traveling, where I'm doing other things? Or would you prefer to just have a skip in the week? I'd love to hear your input on it. Definitely drop it in the comments below. But I do have a little bit of other housekeeping to go over real quick before we get into tonight's amazing guest. And I'm sure many of you are super excited about uh, hearing from this gentleman. So as always, we are watching this. Uh, you're probably watching this on YouTube or on Anchor. So definitely do me a big favor and hit that subscribe button. It means the world to me uh, to have you guys paying attention, like giving me your attention, giving me your trust and, uh, you know, getting to enjoy these amazing people that I'm sharing with you. So make sure you definitely hit that subscribe button. And uh, I'm using a piece of technology here called StreamYard tonight. And so as you're commenting, as you're you know, chiming in, I'll be able to see that in real time. So your engagement is welcome and would be greatly uh, appreciated here tonight so that we can kind of riff off of what you're saying. And uh, what's up, Doc? Good to see you as Doc Dave. Um, he was a Colorado-based doctor who has the Warrior Clinic, who is very much aligned with what we're going to be talking about here tonight. So good to see you, Doc. Uh, good to see you, Sam. Good to see you all. And so before we dive into tonight's guest here tonight, and I'm really stoked to talk to this gentleman. I've almost known him about a year now. And when I first met him, I was immediately drawn to him, inspired by him, his story, his journey, what he's been able to accomplish and overcome. And I'm sure you guys are going to have a lot of those same feelings here tonight, too. Before we do that, let's talk about tonight's sponsor. Uh, tonight's sponsor is the DD214 Secrets book. It is a deep dive into the five main secrets every service member, warrior, soldier needs to know as they're transitioning into their veteran life to best set themselves up for success, to help them refine that identity, that purpose, and that mission. You can go ahead and grab uh, that. You can grab a copy of it off of Amazon. You can pay full retail price or you can go to the description below, click the link, and you can grab a free digital copy today. Choice is yours. Either way, we want to get that into your hands. So uh, Doc saying, love your work and your purpose. Likewise, brother. So tonight, I'm really, again, guys, I'm really honored to have this gentleman on to the call here tonight. Like I said, I met him, it was May of last year, so we're going on almost a year that I've known him. And his story is truly remarkable and inspirational, and I can't wait to share bits of it with you here tonight. But the gentleman I'm bringing out here tonight is he's a leader, right? He's a visionary. He's been able to be fully retired at the before the before or at the age of 30 from the oil and gas industry using the knowledge and skills that he has in the digital marketing and crypto space. He's been able to build a very successful dropshipping company that actually became the largest online retailer for high-end archery equipment in the U.S., run, run out of the U.S. 
Uh, most like most veterans, and you'll hear here tonight, he's seen more shit and done more shit before he was ever, you know, 25 than most people will ever do in their whole life. And right now, he and his wife are building an amazing digital agency uh, all around helping and revolutionizing the hunting, not just the hunting industry, but the entire outdoor industry. And so without further ado, please give a warm welcome to the call, Mr. Cody Wallace. What is up, brother? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, that, that was a hell of an intro. Thank you for that. Thank you. Absolutely, man. And, uh, you know, I've been really excited to, to get to know you more and chat with you more uh, ever since I first met you in May. And then I had another experience of you here recently back a few months ago. And it, you're just a phenomenal dude. And what you've been able to overcome and accomplish in your life is a true testament for what's possible for anybody out there who's willing to really go after what they what they dream about, what they believe in, what their heart is drawn to. But before we dive into any of that, let's let's hear a little bit about your backstory. Where do you come from? You know, what was your early childhood like? Let's let's bring it all the way up to uh, you know, you finally leaving for the military. All right. So uh, I grew up in uh, Bront, Texas. It was like population like 700. It's one of those towns that it was like front page of the newspaper because we got our first stoplight, you know, one of those backwoods type of towns. Uh, Grew up in the outdoors, hunting, fishing, throwing hay, all, you know, the ranch lifestyle, that, that kind of thing. Um, then, you know, I, I played football, supposed to play college football, decided to go to the military. Uh, I just had that calling. It was, it was, that was what I was supposed to do. So joined the Navy. I did uh, five years active and yeah, ended up, uh, it's actually a funny story. I was supposed to be the first Wallace never to go in the oil field, but uh, come to find out the oil field's a lot like the military when it comes to, uh, I guess, the way things are ran, you know, the cussing, the camaraderie, all, all that kind of stuff. So I ended up going in the oil field. Um, yeah, and like you said, at, at age 30, I was uh, super, super fortunate to be able to retire and, and be done with all that. But yeah, it's, it's been a ride. That's for sure, man. It's been a ride. Yeah, awesome, dude. And we got a lot. We got a lot there to unpack. So the early years in Texas, uh, you know, growing up very much outdoors, very much hard work, ranch style. That mindset. Uh, and Liam saying, "Love the beard," um, <laughs> which is something. And he's got beard envy, which is like literally what I said to Cody when we first started this call. So a lot of beard envy out there for you, brother. Um, but growing up in Texas, right, having that mindset, and I just came back from Texas. I love. I love the way people think there. Um, do you think that growing up there set you up to have the grit and the, the drive you do today? Do you think that it comes from your upbringing? A hundred percent. It, I mean, if you don't have the heart to move forward, then you wouldn't have been able to survive where I grew up. I mean, it, it was one of those towns where everybody helps out everybody. If somebody's in a bind, you ask your neighbor, you don't reach out to the government or welfare or nothing. You go to your church and ask the people around, you know. I remember as a freshman, uh, we had a rancher come up on the practice field and ask for the, uh, the starting lineman to go throw hay because we were the biggest guys there to be able to go help this old man throw hay. You know, it was just, it's how it is. You know, you, you work until sundown. Even if you had other things to do, you still had to put it out. That's awesome. That's something that I think everybody on the call could probably agree is missing a lot in, in modern society is that willingness to, to help your fellow man without sure. any kind of reward or, you know, a reciprocation for that, just doing it because it's the right thing to do. I think that's awesome. Um, so you say, you know, growing up, you're, you're 
obviously very physically fit. You're playing football. What ultimately made that decision in your mind to say, no, I'm not going to do college ball. The Navy is what's really calling me, and I'm going to go that way instead. Uh, it, it's so <laughs> this is going to sound funny, man, but honestly, it was the movie Top Gun. Uh, ever since I was a little kid, I've been fascinated, you know, fascinated with like carriers and aircraft, and like I wanted to be Goose. I did not want to be Maverick. Like Goose was the way to go, you know. <laughs> but come to find out, you know, as as uh, everybody that's joined the military, your recruiter lies to you, man. <laughs> you, know, you, you, can't, you can't be a pilot when you're enlisted. I didn't find that out until I already got in. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> I was 17, man. I didn't know any better. But I made the best of it. I still worked on uh, F-18 Echoes when I was in and had a hell of a time, man. I was deployed uh, four different times. It was, it was a trip. So <clears throat> four different deployments. You come back. You get out. What's life like? What what's what's it like? Uh, it's uh, when you first get out, it's shit. A hundred percent. It's a it's a roller coaster of shit. Uh, that's when you realize that nobody's got your back anymore. Uh, when you're in, you know that everybody in uniform will take a bullet for you. You know that even if you don't know them, if shit hits the fan, everybody's got each other's back. Period. When you get out, it's cutthroat. You know nobody here. You don't know if, if they're going to help you out, if they're going to throw you under the bus. You don't know. <laughs> Excuse me. Hell, something I learned in the civilian world that was a shocker to me was that honesty will actually get you fired. Mm. You know, the, the integrity that you're, you know, beating into your head that you're supposed to have that honor, that courage, that commitment. In the civilian world, that's frowned upon. You know, you, you got to save your own ass. And it went against all of my morals. Everything that was inside of me, I knew that I could not be a good employee for anybody. I, just, I knew that right out of the gate, yeah. just because how cutthroat it is. It, it wasn't for me. No, that's awesome that you say that because I, I find that a lot of veterans, you know, that and you probably can relate to with other veterans that you know as well. That that's kind of like the mindset is we have this this indoctrination, this thing that's drilled into our minds and this belief system, and then it's like abruptly. Uh, goes against everything that the civilian world really believes in too, right? It's it's more cutthroat. It's dog-eat-dog. Dog. It's I got to rise to the top. I don't care who I step on. Where, especially for, you know, us enlisted people, we relied on each other to get by. We relied yeah. on our unit to, to get get ahead. It was a camaraderie and, and brotherhood that doesn't exist in the civilian world or rarely does. And so I, I completely agree with you. When I started to look at the workforce and I started to look at what my options were, I was like, okay, so entrepreneurship basically is it, right? I got to, I got to find a way to work for myself. Yeah. So for you, what was the answer, right? Obviously, clearly working a nine to five, you know, trying to put your core values in the civilian world, not matching very well. How do you answer that for yourself? What was your solution? Well, my first solution was uh, when I got into the old field. Uh, I was lucky enough to find a company that was actually owned and operated by vets. 90% of the company were, were vets. So I meshed immediately with that company. Uh, it was an amazing company. Uh, where we ran into issues where I had to leave that company is they wouldn't let me advance any further than I was. And I, I wasn't okay with that. They wanted to hold me where I was at. I was good at what I did. I was an asset if I, if I or I was a loss of an asset if I moved forward. So I had to switch companies. And this is where I really learned a huge life lesson about the civilian world. I got a, a job offer as a directional driller 
working for Slumberjack, which is, you know, one of the largest oil field companies in the world. Man, I was fired up. I thought, I got a 401k, you know, I'm going to have retirement. I'm going to have all these great things. Their insurance is, no, it was horrible, horrible. I worked there for eight months and that was the first time I've ever walked out on a job in my life. Couldn't do it. It was, it's all politics, all clicks. If you're not friends with somebody, it's, it ain't going to work out. And I I don't do that kind of stuff. I'm, you hired me to do a job. I'm going to do my job to the best of my ability and you're going to, pay me for my job and we're going to go ways. Now, if we become friends, we just call that a bonus, but that's not how big companies work. Right. It was not a good fit for me. So <clears throat> after that, like I said, it was a big life lesson for me. I went the uh, consulting route, you know, the self-employed started doing that in the oil field, you know, my own little thing. And it, it worked out really well. Uh, then I think it was 2016. Uh, the end of 16 is actually when we fired up Reaper and, sort of started making that transition into back into the outdoors, the archery scene, all the kind of stuff that actually made me happy instead of working, you know, 12 to 18 hours a day, seven days a week, months on end. And being, when I'd come home, I'd only be home for seven to 10 days, you know? So yeah, it was, <laughs> like I said, I mean, it's been a wild ride, yeah. but big business, not the way to go. But like I said, I learned a lot from big business on how not to run my business. I will never be anything like that. I, you, you hear this expression a lot, but I, I run my business as a ride or die business. Every one of my employees, if we're all out, of, out at a bar together and, and Billy Bob decides to start running his mouth to some guy, we've all got his back. We're all going to jail together. Yeah. You know, that's, that's how we run things here. And we're a family, you know, we, that's, that's just how I feel like it's supposed to be. Yeah, uh, I think that's so refreshing to hear because that's I believe I agree with you 100 percent that that's how it's supposed to be. Um, you know, I look at the OVF team as my brothers. I like they're not just employees. They're not just partners. They're not any of these things. And so I completely agree with you there. Um, so you 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 start doing consulting, you realize or you start to transition into Reaper. Reaper ends up becoming something bigger than you guys ever thought it was. When you first launched that, what was the idea? What was the dream behind it? And how did it evolve into what it ultimately became? So when we first launched Reaper, I guess we went down the same drop shipping path everybody does. Let, let's let's drop ship, you know, cheap ship from China to people. It takes them, you know, 14 weeks to get here and that. All in all, I just didn't even feel right about when I first started doing that. Yeah, we made it. We were making decent money. I think at the the height of the cheap end drop shipping, we were probably making seven hundred a week just just messing around, you know. And but I just didn't morally feel right, you know, it, not knowing that customers are paying for products, me not even knowing the quality of the product, the brand of the product, or how long it's going to get there. Mm. And then I, I just I didn't feel like I was doing just, I felt like a scam artist. So that turned into, okay, I'm going to reach out to actual suppliers here in the United States. And it, like I said, it is spiraled into something just crazy. Uh, We reached out to some of the suppliers for uh, big outdoors equipment stores, unnameable, of course, but you know, ones that everyone knows about. And what happens there is some of these big, or I guess big box outdoor stores, when they place just for example, an order, on a duck call, they'll order 1 million units. Well, if they can't push 1 million units, 
they still have to get rid of that stock for the next year's upcoming product. You know, it's just wasted space in the warehouse. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what I didn't reach, you know, I, I would reach out to the supplier and be like, hey, let me, you know, alleviate you off this product for pennies on the dollar. And then I'll pay you also this fee over here if you store it for me. And I turned to, I guess, the drop shipping model, but end up being a high ticket thing. Hell, I was at one point selling 10 point crossbows, Raven crossbows. I mean, just the, the highest end of the highest end of archery. And right, right here in the United States, I was being able out at the height of everything. I could sell archery products for 50% cheaper than where you would go to these big box stores and buy it and still get it there in two to three business days without having to do all this Chinese, whatever. And I was still, what I felt morally right at the time was making 15 to 20% profit on each product. And I was still be able to cut the price 50% off from what the big box stores were selling it for. And if that doesn't tell you the markup on just the outdoors equipment or just equipment in general, not including inflation today, that's a whole other topic. Right. But I mean, they're, they're just straight scam artists. They're ripping everyone off. And it was, it was crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's I, that's cool. I didn't really know that about the the drive behind what you were doing, right? Um, obviously, I, I knew you were an outdoor enthusiast. I know you know you have a hunting background, um, and that's something that you were passionate about. But I didn't realize that it had come from your perceived injustice of the the markup and, and just the way that the products were being uh, created and distributed and handled. Like it wasn't good quality. It wasn't right. a good price. It wasn't representing of the value it needed to be and so you stepped in and you created something that like there was a solution to that that's amazing i didn't realize i thought you were just drop shipping at a massive level and you had figured out what you know like a percentage of them had that's really cool to hear yeah we were actually the first high ticket uh i guess u.s supplier for the outdoor industry period now of course there was other high ticket drop shipping models for different products and, and all that kind of stuff but we were the first one for the outdoor industry yeah. and now you'll see it along you know a lot of these other websites that they're basing it off our model which yeah. is great i mean it's it cuts not it cuts down on costs so much it's unreal but you're also able to to give that value back you know in a way undercut big business because like that big business aggravates me. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. <laughs> I uh, I think I might have some of the same frustrations that many people on the call as well. Uh, you know, when when you lose the sight of humans and the fact that they also live lives and have souls, and all you do is chase the bottom line, we we start to to, to lose ourselves in that. And I get that big most big business that's how they function that's how they stay alive and that's really unfortunate um right. because we've proven myself you and many many others who we personally know and, and beyond that have proven that that doesn't have to be the case right like you can lead with heart and still make good profits and actually benefit more people yeah. um so let's let's jump ahead a little bit you know you you did reaper that did really really well um what ultimately transitioned you out of reaper why why are you no longer a part of that so uh reaper uh like i said we, we loved it it was a good thing uh but honestly man we uh we we bit off a lot more than we could chew in, in a couple of the wrong directions and of course it was due to my uh i guess knowledge you know i didn't really 
wasn't ready to jump into the big business scheme without being a big business, I guess, you know what I'm saying? But it's one of those deals where when you you can grow too fast and it's just as bad as not growing fast enough. And that was sort of what happened uh, along with it's super, super hard to sell an outdoor activity when everyone's locked inside. So that was sort of the other yeah. <laughs> the other thing that's sort of part of it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, we transitioned. To, we we started this marketing agency, uh, Blood Trail Marketing, uh, really out of I, I just got really frustrated with the outdoor industry as a whole not progressing with the with the rest of society, knowing that it's such. Like I said, I'm so passionate about it knowing that it can help out so many people just heal in general, more people need to know about it. More people need to have access to it. We also need to get rid of the, uh, the image of hunting or the outdoor industry. Ooh, NASCAR dips, man. Ooh, that, that whole thing. We need to get rid of that. You know, that's, that's not not how it is, but in the same sense, we, we saw the opportunity here. I got, I got a great example. Uh, uh, this year was the first year that uh, game cameras, uh, uh, cell phone game cameras, where they send a picture to your phone, just upgraded to 4G. Last year, they were still 3G. $600 cameras, 3G network. So I had to have a phone booster put on mine just to get them to work. You know, that's that's how far behind the outdoor industry as a whole is just on the technology front. And not only that, the I guess the digital marketing space as well, it's it's just not there. It's still all based off word of mouth, um, you know, the, the old school ways of doing it, you know, the handshake method, which is great. It, that, that builds trust. I'm not against that at all. But at the same time, if you're trying to reach massive clients, you still have to have that digital handshake, that first impression that, that means something to people, especially now with what's going on around the world with COVID and everything else. So many people are locked inside, not realizing the opportunities that are out there for, I guess, spiritual advancement or just fun in general. <clears throat> like uh, the the King Ranch, uh, I'm sure everyone has heard of the King Ranch. If not, you've seen a Ford pickup riding around with the King Ranch emblem on the mm-hmm. side. It's uh, one of the largest, if not the largest ranch in the world. I know it's worth, uh, now this is one of the Google statistics. Uh, I don't know this for sure, but... Uh, it's estimated to be worth over a billion dollars. You know, it's, I think it's right under a million acre ranch. Uh, Kingsville, Texas, the town is inside the ranch. I mean, it's huge. Wow. They only have 70,000 followers on Facebook. I'm a complete nobody and I have 40,000 followers. Mm. I, I'm just saying, you know, that's, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. If that just doesn't prove right then, uh, in Texas alone, there's over uh, 5,500. Game, game and exotic ranches here. Uh, there's more tigers in Texas than there are anywhere else in the world. Oh, wow. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, most of these huge ranches that are worth millions and have thousands and thousands of acres only have a few hundred, if not a few thousand followers on social media total, or they don't even know how to build a Google my business page. You know, we, we saw that as not only an opportunity, but a way to advance this industry for, for the overall better, you know, to help bring people that have been locked inside for years now and say, Hey, look, 
it's safe in the woods over here. You know, you get, you're not surrounded by people in the COVID bug. You can actually go out and experience something and have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awesome and powerful, especially for what's going on today. I'm glad that, you know, you saw this and pivoted that way. Um, it's funny that you bring it up because that ranch example is a great example of what's basically happening across the board. And you have this unique ability to service this slice of the pie. But I want everybody on the call listening right now to start thinking about what is your slice of the pie? Because at the end of the day, whether you're, you're working with outdoors, uh, enthusiasts, ranchers, veterans like I do, whatever it is, it blows my mind every day how very little they know about this digital space, about something as simple as knowing who your dream customer is or understanding a marketing message. It's it's like very, very foreign to a lot of them. And the fortunate thing about what you're doing is that you're bringing that knowledge, bringing that experience, bring true results from the field to them to say, hey, listen, like, uh, you have a thousand followers. I have 40,000. Imagine what your business could do if I gave, like, if I helped you create just even 39,000 more followers. Like, imagine how much more eyeballs, how much more attention, donations, visits, sales you could get to your business if I showed you what I'm doing and you leverage it too. And that's so powerful to me because there's so many industries out there that could benefit from that. And uh, you're a shining example of, of one of those slivers of the pie uh, that is just not being serviced, but now is. And so that's that's really cool. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And, and, you know, doing the same thing for the veteran side of things, like I, I get that, right? I get that it's like there's so much that they don't know, but the minute that they are open to receiving it and understanding it, the whole like a whole different world opens to them. Right. Um, just like it did for you and I. Yeah, I actually found, I know this is a complete side note, but a really good friend of mine, uh, Logan Burnerman, he's a, he got out, I think, two or three years ago. Uh, but Virginia is legalizing marijuana. So he's going to try to get off of that space, you know, and, and start growing and all that kind of stuff. Well, he actually sent me a regulation I've never even heard of. And it's actually buried deep inside of the uh, rehabil rehabilitation part of this. And I can actually send you the link over but where you can have, uh, it's a grant. It's a hundred thousand dollar grant for farm equipment to be able to upstart, uh, you know, a small business in, in agriculture. And you can use that on, you know, tractors, planters, balers, whatever industry you're trying to do. But in agriculture, it's a hundred thousand dollar grant that you can apply for. Wow. I'm literally, I'm really glad that you brought that up because there's definitely several people who's what who are watching this call right now who are very uh, self-sustaining agriculture, plant-based medicine mindset that could benefit from leveraging sure. that. Definitely send me the link. I'll, I'll share it out with the OVF for sure. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you, we got about three minutes left to the call. I told you 30 minutes goes by so fast. And there's still I something I want to ask you. Uh, so we're probably going to have to have you out for another call, brother. Um, but what is the future for Blood Trail Marketing? What do you see your impact being here in the next three to five years? Man, it's, so me and my business partner, uh, we, we, we daydream about that a lot. It's, uh, it's not even about the money at this point. It's, it's about the, 
the way that we're not only going to change or revolutionize the industry, it's how we're going to affect people's lives. And that's really what this comes down to is how many people can, and I guess I'm going to vent a little bit here, but I'm so tired of hearing about left and right. I, I, I don't care about politics. If you're a good person or if you're somebody in need that needs to just learn something new or, or experience new things in life, go outside, like reach out to us or just somebody that's in our field or just an outdoor agency, something. There's so many awesome opportunities out there that nobody knows about. I got the example. There's a ranch here in Texas called the Ox Ranch. Just for You know you can rent a tank and shoot things? Like live ammunition, a tank, wow. mini guns, 50 cows. They've got it all. Just for example, like, did you know about that? <laughs> I didn't know, but I want to go. <laughs> and it's actually uh, the last event that y'all were at down here. Uh, I think it's about an hour and a half east of uh, where y'all were at. Oh, no joke. Yeah. East, too. So, okay. So, further east. Um, oh, sorry. oh, west, west, west. Yep, towards San Antonio. Yep. Nice. Because the new location that we're we're looking at is further west that we're going to make home. That would be fun. So, veteran retreat at this place. We're going to just go play with some tanks and shoot yeah. some cows and, and, <laughs> and, and shoot the shit. That's a, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to get locked in. Uh, and we even got Doc, Doc Dave, saying he'd go to Texas and shoot some tanks with us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, hell yeah, Doc. I love it. Um, so, you know, we're at the top of the uh, top of the 30 minutes, brother. First off, I just want to just always say thank you. Like, I really – like, it was fun talking to you, right? Like, I, I enjoy doing these because I get to hang out with friends, have conversations, share them with the world, and, and share their inspiration. Like, you guys impact me. You specifically have inspired me. And the fact that I get to share that with others to me makes what I do like godsend, right? I couldn't think of a better job in the world than what I do in my life. So just thank you for being on the call. Thank you for sharing yourself. Um, I'm really excited to see you next month in person again. And uh, any last minute words, any last minute advice, little any, anything burning desire you might have to share with the audience here before we go, before I, oh, sure. yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to, Make sure I say this out loud because I know how people can get. I am not a financial advisor, but if you're trying to retire early, right now is to invest in. Just pick a crypto, any of them. We're at the bottom of the market. This is the time to do it. Uh, I promise you, you will not regret it by the end of this year. Good things are going to happen. Absolutely, brother. I couldn't agree more with that. Uh, I've been paying close attention and investing myself. So uh, if a veteran wanted to reach out, was looking to... Uh, grow their outdoor business, get help with their marketing, reach out and talk to another really cool bearded veteran. How could they get a hold of you? Uh, my email is Cody at bloodtrailmarketing.com. You can always go to our website, bloodtrailmarketing.com, schedule an appointment. Or, uh, yeah, the uh, the phone number's on the website. Give me a shout. It, just reach out. If y'all ever need any help, it don't matter what time of day it is, reach out. We'll be there for you. Awesome. Thank you, brother. And so to you, the listener, thank you guys so much for being here tonight. If you watch this live, I really appreciate all of your engagement. Uh, if you're watching this on live or replay, let me know in the comments. What was your biggest takeaway? What, what did Cody share with you guys here tonight that really resonated with you that you're going to either implement in your life and business or that really you're going to start you know, taking action on? Because that's really what we want to see 
is not just you listen to what we share and get inspired by it, but you actually take action on it and do something to better your life with it as well. So drop those in the comments. As always, if you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button. We'll be here same time next week. Um, I'm not traveling, so definitely going to be here same time next week. And uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Talk to you soon. Peace. Later.